Fun team, it looks like we might have to turn ourselves to a green light. It looks like green light out there. Right now, we're up to 398.02. Will we get through the pre-market high? Find out right here on Stock Market Movers. And of course, I got my expert today, Bill Adams, Chief Economist at Comerica Bank. And of course, don't miss, we got some comments from our experts that usually come on with us. We got Joe Brusuelas, we got Thomas Hayes. He They gave us some comments, of course, on what's going on in CPI. What did you guys see out there that caught your attention in the intraday? Let's get to the action. Stock market movers, Money Mitch. There are three ways to make a living in this business. Be first, be smarter, or cheat. I can't help you cheat, but I can give you the informational edge to help you succeed in the markets. Welcome to Stock Market Movers. All the market moving headlines and expert opinions every day. They say money is the oxygen of capitalism, and I want to breathe more than any man alive. Well, team, wouldn't you know it? Looks like we got ourselves a little bit of a rally going right now. Let's talk a little bit about that. Of course, it's coming off the heels of the CPI report. And I mean, let's think about it, right? What did we actually get there? And let's go through it. Let's actually run through it here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring up Benzinga Pro here so that we can run through the calendar. You guys can do this also with Benzinga Pro. Let's take a look at what happened today. Of course, CPI year over year, we got 6.5. Consensus was 6.5. Prior was 7.1, right? Not looking too bad there. We'll keep watch to see what happens today. But core CPI coming in right in line. Month over month, we were a little bit off on our consensus. I have 0.1. Looks like some had zero, but it actually came in at a negative 0.1. Initial jobless claims coming under the consensus, also showing weakness there in the jobless claims. But CPI, 6.5 coming in, really got the spark going. But it was interesting because that wasn't the only kind of action that we got out the tape, right? Let's go towards the chart so that you guys can see the action. As soon as it came out, we did get a little bit of a spike, followed by a quick takedown. It went down to as low as 392. That just goes to show you that a lot of the times the algos don't know where the market's going. They just take it in a direction. And it looks like the algos started hitting, bam, 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 hitting down, hitting down, hitting down. And out of nowhere, boom, right back up there. Of course, stops don't work in the pre-market. So it had to be some limit orders going through there, catching this right back up here, 392 on the low of that 835 move. We ended up going even higher than the pre-market high, but then turning right back down even lower than that move. Coming down here close towards the 92s, we got the 392.42. We didn't break that 392, so I was watching to see if we were coming towards those levels. And then now we're making our way back. Just goes to show you how much volatility is in this market right now. Overall, on the day, you get the volatility starting to show up 6.61 points. That's pretty strong there for the SPY. SPY trying to come back for the range, right? We've been stuck in this kind of range. Will we actually close above here towards the 400 and finally take out these highs over here at the 410? 
We'll have to wait and find out. Of course, the SPY is really strong on the day. And what did we see in the CPI report? Well, shelter rose 0.8 or 7.5% from a year ago. And some economists had expected a gain of 0.6 in the shelter. Of course, the shelter accounts for 40% of core CPI and about 30% of the overall CPI. And I think this is the important levels to watch, right? When will shelter inflation come down? Because if that happens really quickly, we could get back down towards that 2%, right? It's going to be very difficult to get there as we get closer and closer to 2%. I expect these numbers to slow down a little bit on the CPI, but this leaves room, right? Now for the Fed, what do they do? Do they raise 50 basis points in the next meeting or is it 25? The CME Fed watch tool that we always like to keep on watch right now pointing to more of that 25 basis point hike rate I saw it even jump up towards about 83%. But we also got some comments here that came from some of our other experts that talk, of course, and come on. Thomas Hayes, chairman, managing member at Great Hill Capital, stating that the bond market is telling you the Fed has already gone too far with hiking. And data now confirms it. This was the first month that CPI was negative on a month-to-month since the miss of the pandemic. So he saw that month-to-month outlook where we went to negatives as a really big positive for, of course, if the Fed's going to actually pivot. He's stating here that the Fed has already gone too far. Of course, if they stay at prolonged rates, what would that do for the markets? That's one thing that we need to ask ourselves. But of course, he also stated that the Fed can keep pushing tighter. But all that will guarantee is a hard landing. I think that's important comments coming from, of course, Thomas Hayes, chairman and managing director at Great Hill Capital. Definitely recommend you guys give him a follow on Twitter if you guys want to keep up with everything that Thomas Hayes does. He's one of the great follows. And I'll make sure that we include it in the description after. I got to grab it from my Twitter right now, but I'll make sure I get it down there so that you guys can have Thomas Hayes by the end. And of course, Joe Brusuelas, Principal and Chief Economist at RSM. I think this is important. Uh, Of course, Chief Economist here focusing on what's going on. He wrote that the U.S. December 22, of course, CPI is showing support, moderation and pause in monetary policy. He's thinking that a third straight month of improvement in top line inflation data implies that conditions are moving in direction where the Federal Reserve can consider further moderation in the pace of its rate hike campaign to restore price stability. Talking about a potential pause in central bank efforts to give the economy time to absorb the 425 basis points in financial tightening that was imposed last year. Of course, now he's saying that there's a distinct possibility that there could be a faster pause, right? He's also stating that they're still leaning towards a 50 basis point hike at the next policy meeting. Of course, this coming uh, up on January 31st, on the 1st of February. We'll see what happened there. Of course, keep watch on the employment cost index report. That's what he's stating that comes out on January 31st to see if maybe we start seeing more and more of that employment cost index showing that we're getting deflation in the wages. Another thing to keep in mind, 
his takeaway, three straight months of improvement in inflation data points to point toward a near-term potential easing in the Fed policy hikes. We'll see what happens if we finally do get some pausing of the rates. Um, he also stated that while in recent improvements in overall inflation data are undeniable, we do expect considerable easing in the top line year-over-year -year readings through the remainder of the year. All one has to do is look at the price of eggs. We've been talking about that, right? The price of eggs, which has increased 60% over the past year to remind one of very difficult policy judgments regarding what degree of labor slack will be necessary to restore price stability. Hope you guys enjoy bringing a little bit of extra comments from the experts. We'll also get into an expert interview with Bill Adams, chief economist at Comerica Bank coming up. All right, let's get into the action. Let's take a look at maybe some of the stocks that are moving right now based on this move. Let's go to just what was hot and what was not. Then we'll get into the headlines because on a day like today, I feel like when once the CPI is out, the headlines almost don't even matter to me. But let's keep going. Let's get into the action. Let's see about what was hot and what was not today. As we can see, uh, as we can see, Energy leading the day, energy having a really nice little push. We've been talking about how oil, would it get the lift, of course, with the China reopening? Well, it looks like we started getting the lift today. Not a bad uh, push here in XOM. Nice little uh, push up there towards, it got to a high of 113.74. Going to look for some of these oil stocks to stay strong now, get back to their high. Chevron, nice little push back. We'll look to see if this can continue. I got into MRO today, fully out of it now, but not looking too bad as it did get a little bit of a bounce back. Halliburton, one that we've been talking about often here on Stock Market Movers, having a really nice day there in energy, really pushing. Slumber Day was one of my top stocks to watch this morning on live trading. So if you guys are missing live trading, you might be missing out on some really great trade ideas. Like always, you guys make your investment decisions but I'm always telling you guys what I'm looking at today was Slumber Day. And look at that nice little opening held the VWAP, then pushed up there to 58.47. Nice, almost 3.6% move. Not bad there for Slumber Jay. We'll look to see if these can keep moving. Oil name staying strong today. Valero. Now, of course, what else was strong? Real estate getting a nice little push. Didn't expect to see this. We can take a look at like a Lennar. Of course, KBH had earnings yesterday, was able to climb the wall of worry after their earnings. Let's actually give their numbers here um, so that we don't have to come back towards KBH. I'll give their numbers. They missed and missed and still are able to climb the wall of worry. I think that's important to notice. And if stocks are going to come up on misses and misses, that just goes to show us how strong the move is right now. KBH climbing that wall of worry, coming back there towards that 35.15. We'll look to see if it can close back above 35 for the day. Keep going here. Let's get towards out of real estate. Let's go to communication services as they're getting a lift today. T-Mobile was one that I talked about yesterday, potentially could keep going. Has a nice little chart. It's trying to get back through 150. We'll look to see if it could keep pushing. Now, one that I thought that could turn around was like a Verizon and an AT&T, seeing how they already gave their ex-dividend. We'll see if these can keep pushing. AT&T is trying to get back there towards that Friday high on the 6th of 1979. A close above 1915, 
Won't be looking too bad there. On Verizon, you can see to the left, a couple highs that you're trying to get back through, trying to get back into the 42 and actually hold, right? There's 42.18 here from Wednesday. We'll look to see if we get back through that level. Technology behind that. Technology has been strong as of late. Apple not having a bad day there, was able to rebound after fighting, finally got back through, then pushed back up through the 133.50 area. Now it's towards 134. We'll look to see if these can continue pushing. Microsoft having a good day. Google recovering after that first downturn. Amazon kind of doing the similar move. The Tesla dragon. Tesla is still hanging in there. Still not really bullish on Tesla. That doesn't look really happy to me. Needs to close above the 123s. We've talked about that it's in a sideways range. Could eventually get the takedown right back towards 105. I'm still not bullish on Tesla here. It's just going sideways. I'll tell you who is bullish Tesla here, though. Of course, wouldn't other than be? Then Kathy Wood. Kathy Wood has been buying up Tesla like none other. She's bought an already 475,000 shares of Tesla this year. Just this year alone, that's a lot of money there in Tesla. Um, she's been buying this for the fourth straight session on Wednesday. We'll see if she buys some more today. All right, let's keep going. We'll get out of Tesla talk. We'll keep moving. Financial services, having a good day there. Of course, we all know the earnings are coming tomorrow. We could take a look at what's on the, the charts for tomorrow because I think that's definitely important to start paying attention to. And you guys can see it. A lot of banks coming in tomorrow, some of the smaller names, but we can definitely take a quick peek here. You guys can see we get JPM, we get Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Delta, Bank of America, BlackRock before the open, United Health. See what happens with those types of stocks. Let's take a look at them. JPM has been strong. It's leading the industry right now, especially uh, global banks up there towards the 140. This is why I'm kind of leaning a little bit long into this report for like Bank of America or a Citigroup that has been getting strong as of late. Nice day today for Citigroup up there towards 49.50. I feel like some people are trying to make a call on the banks for their earnings tomorrow. We'll look to see if these take off. All right. Another one to keep on watch, of course, is going to be in the healthcare that has been going down as of late, which is United Health. It is trying to make its way back a little bit today. Earnings are going to definitely matter on this one. If it can recover 500, I'll maybe be looking at this one tomorrow to start climbing up that recent loss. But if it can't recover 500, comes down back towards the 480s, you got to be careful. Cigna's also one to watch in this. This has gotten a big hit off of a rating, and that started affecting all healthcare plan names. Another one that you can keep watch is ELV. You can see how this has come down. We'll look to see if UNH can lead these back. Of course, it's going to need some good earnings tomorrow before the bell. All right, team, catching up with you guys now, taking a second. What's going on out there? Beach Bum, Kenneth, OP. What's up out there? You took some more Tesla at 118? Hey, power to you, OP. If that's what you like, then go for it. Like always, you don't have to uh, go off of the stocks that I'm looking or see it the same way. That's what it's about. The Crow, what's going on out there? Good afternoon. You're at the beach? Hey, take it easy, Crow. Uh, looks like uh, we got some other people out there reading class on YouTube. What's going on? 
All right, we'll see what else is going on out there. Let's take a look at what stocks you guys are calling out there. If you guys have a big mover, throw it up. Rotation station. Looks like it's a rotation station. Let's get into a little bit more here. Uh, plain reading. Kasha, what do you what do you want? Did, did you know where the relative strength was? Just wondering. Just wondering. <laughs> All right, but hey. To each his own, man. Uh, Kashal, you, you know where the door is. Don't let it hit you. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. We'll take a look at what else is making moves. Technology is making that move up. What's on the downside? Downside is actually consumer defensive names. Pharmaceutical retailers getting hit a little bit there. Discount stores was taking a look at like Walmart making a little bit of a pullback. Costco, Target, names like that are not as strong today. Look at Dollar General taking a downturn from that kind of big move that it was trying to do back through the 250s. This actually does not look good right here. This looks like it's starting to actually start to break. We'll see what happens in these discount stores. All right, let's keep going. We'll take a look at what else is moving. Utilities isn't the strongest, but starting to make its way back. A stock like Duke, NEE, still staying strong. XLU is another way you guys can keep watch on this. Doesn't look like the utilities want to turn around. They're just hanging on here. We'll see if the market ever turns around, if these let go. But for right now, pretty strong day. Consumer cyclical, of course, the high beta names staying strong here. Uh, gambling names showing up there. Lodging getting a little push. Leisure, nice little push. We've talked about how the cruise lines have been taking off. Look at RCL for the year. Big move there. Expedia. Got a ratings upgrade uh, earlier in the week, and it's starting to really nice, nice little push back above 100. Even Booking.com, right? Got that ratings upgrade starting to push. We'll see what happens in these leisure stocks. It's not looking too bad right now, especially when you take a look at different names. Even Pool, Pool Leisure did get a nice upgrade. Look for these leisures that have high betas. If the spy wants to keep moving up. These are going to be the ones that move fast on the way up. We'll see what happens. What happened to like a growth name like Unity today? Well, you can see it's trying to play a little bit of catch up. ARKK isn't the strongest today. Starting to make its way back. Was weak to start off the day. So a little bit of a mixed bag there. Coin showing some strength now. This is one that has been strong as of late. We'll see if it can continue strong here. And of course, let's go towards, let's go towards those meme stocks, Crow. Looks like uh, Triple BY finally going for the five. Looks like today I got a little bit too antsy, got in it a little bit too early before it did this little crack move towards 378. Um, and hourly supports seemed like they were holding up better there than others. 380 around that level was holding pretty well. We have some wicks down there, and it wicked me out. Didn't give me the chance to catch this move. It's up there back towards 450. Looks like it wants to get maybe even pushed there towards five. We'll have to wait and see. Of course, if I measure kind of just a flag outlook, that's about a $1.73. So who knows? Maybe you can get up there. That's past 550s. We'll look to see if that can actually get towards the move and continue ripping. GME, of course, is getting a nice little push on this. Also, even AMC's up on this name. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of these short interest stocks that are making a move as of late. Uh, CVNA, Carvana, still continuing up there to 652s. We'll look to see if it can get to seven. 
and kind of fill in the gap. It already kind of filled this gap. Where's the low on this? 650. Yeah, just filled the gap. That could be the topping action there from Carvana, but we'll see. At least has already filled that gap to the left-hand side between the 12th and the 7th. All right, we'll see what else is going on in these short squeeze type of stocks. It's definitely pushing. Ballo wants me to take a look at shop. Let's go to shop. Of course, this is kind of more in the growth names. Hasn't really taken the move either way. I will say that. This one hasn't partaken in the in the breakout. The way that I see this, I see this as kind of an inverse head and shoulders. But like always, it's up to you to determine how you see the pattern, right? And so we'll see what happens on Shopify. The big move for me would be a breakout above 45. If it can get back through 45, it's going to clear all this price action to the left and then really start pushing back. When that happens, I definitely want to take it for the momentum. But I'm also looking at this one for a longer term trade. I do like it if I have like, let's say, years of a time frame. If I'm looking out maybe two, three years, what could do well for me? I do like Shopify. The only thing here is going to be is where do I get it? Do I get it here at the 36, 35? Or do I try to wait for it to come back to 30 or 25? I don't think there's nothing wrong if you're in a little bit longer term outlook to get, go after it now. But of course, if you look at the last couple of days, it hasn't gotten the strength that it needs. Really needs to get back above, let's say this 38 first to start trending towards the upside. And of course, ARKK name, it's in there and still hasn't taken off. Some of these have one that I would call out that has been making a little bit of a move up is like a Roku. If Roku can move up and shop can't move, What's to make me think that shop's the better pick there? Something to just to keep in mind. All right, let's keep going, team. What else is making a move out there? Best Buy. <laughs> Best Buy, not too bad. Maybe Chewy CEO back in, in the trade with Triple BY. Ooh, we'll see what happened. Melly better than shop, he says OP. Let's take a look at Melly. Uh, Melly Mercado Libre, uh, not looking too bad on the day. I know this one did have news also. Uh, this was up in the pre-market after the competitors Americana CEO and CFO resigned after discovery of a 3.88 billion accounting inconsistency. And that was their competitor. We'll look to see if Metcala Libre can keep pushing. Doesn't look too bad. It is trying to make a nice little step up through the 1000. If it could actually start closing up there, it won't look that bad. Of course, hey, if you like Metcala over shop, that's up to you. At the end of the day, they're in the same space. So I don't think that it's, it's wrong with the outlook. We'll see what happens with Melly. It did pull back significantly today. Got back down there towards even 940s, below that, 933s. Already back here towards the 1,000. Of course, higher price name, though. All right, triple top rejection on the hourly chart, says SRT8. Let's go ahead. Let's take a look. Seems like the spies on the SRT8 today. Not going to lie. And, oh, look at that. What happened there, team? That is a little bit significant. We are getting a takedown right now. A little part of me wants to trade this, but I don't trade during stock market movers. We got an interview coming up. Don't want to get stuck into trading action here. But, man, that's a, that's a hard downside action move. I'm going to look to see if there's anything on the tape from this to see if there's any news that's coming in. If you guys see anything, you guys can definitely throw it up in the chat. Looks like I see... Uh, Attorney General Garland appoints special counsel to investigate President uh, Biden's documents handling. 
Don't think that's making moves for the market right now. Just looking to see if there's anything else coming out here. I'm not seeing anything. If you guys see anything that's hitting the tape right now to make us turn around, please let me know. All right. Um, we'll see what happens right now. Let's go to those miners. Bean, you like those miners today, like Mara? Yeah, they are getting a nice little push there, Mara and Hut. The big thing is when does the next Bitcoin run go, right? Because if Bitcoin is running to 100,000, yeah, you'd look at these miners. But overall, do you think that Bitcoin's going to 100,000? And how long is it going to take to get there, right? I think that's what you got to keep in mind. Riot, a lot of these stocks making a nice little push. Be careful, though. Now, if we're seeing the market come down fast, we could start cracking on some of these. All right, catching up there. SPY is your favorite stock because you check it all the time. Of course, SPY is the overall market, the S&P 500. My favorite stock, though. You guys know what it's all about. It's the bros, the bros, the bros. Can't go wrong. All right, let's take a look how it's affecting the leaders. Apple take a hard hit to the downside. Tesla, remember I've talked about how this one hasn't been so strong, even though you've seen a stronger like Amazon, Google, Apple. This one looks to me a little bit more like a short, but like always, you guys make your own investments. We'll look to see if this gets hit today or not. Spy coming right back towards the VWAP. Hard hit right back down. Looks like uh, calling out the triple top on the hourly. You can see it clear as day right above here. It, it does not want to get through that 398.50 area. We'll look to see if we get back up there. All right, let's keep going. We'll see. It's a tough day right now. Avalanche and Amazon, not bad ones to keep on watch. CIA created crypto, says the crow. That's funny. Um, we'll see what happens there. Let's get into some other stocks and I can get into some headlines. But when stocks move like this, it's kind of hard to even look at some headlines to see what's going on. Let's go to a stock that was really strong on the day. Let's go to TSM right? TSM did have earnings. It just hit yesterday. Let's take a look here. It was a beat on EPS, a miss on, on sales. And then the guidance was an actual guide down and calling for narrow margins and a rise in research and development expense. Yet TSM got the lift today and it's continued strong. Let's see if this one turns around on the day, got up there towards a high of 88.83. And definitely pushing right past that Warren Buffett move back above the 85s. Doesn't look too bad now, especially if it can keep holding on to the 200-day moving average below it around the 82s. And the 80s should act as support from uh, moving forward. We'll look to see if we can continue the lift. I wanted to see a strong stock. How did it react to that spy down move? Are we going to continue starting to come down? Seems like something hit there right near the top of that 398.46. Could have been some profit taking, right? Could have been. All right, catching up with the chat. What do you guys think? Will we end the day closer to 398? Or I'll even give you guys a little room towards 392. Put it up there in the chat, 398 or 392. I'll let you guys take a shot. What do you guys think we end up the day since we've already gone up there to 398? We've been down there to 392 on the day. I want to hear what you guys think. All right, let's keep going. We'll take a look at Disney. Disney did have some news. Uh, so let's talk about that. Disney shares were trading higher after the company named Mark Parker as an independent chairman. Tryon Group uh, nominated Nels Nelson Peltz for election as the director. And 
Disney got to the 100. It made its way all the way back there from around the 86 back towards that 100. This is why I like watching Netflix with Disney because it looked very similar, right? Not exactly the same, but similar. And when Netflix started recovering faster than Disney, that gave me a good sign to kind of keep watch on that, right? Disney, you can look at Netflix. Let's take a look at a daily chart, see when they were recovering, right? And so I think this is an important thing to do. It's like we always talk about relationships, right? It's always important to kind of catch. Well, look how this relationship worked. Right here, when Netflix wanted to start getting out of the downtrend, right, and start popping right back, what happened to Disney? It followed it along. And I think that this is an important thing to sometimes catch because you could have either split the money into both or maybe you're shorting it against some hedging play towards an ETF or something in that manner. And one thing I like to do is if when Netflix starts getting strong is look for Disney to kind of play a little catch up and continue the strength. Not a bad way to look at relationships today. All right, let's keep going. Yes, a fight at Disney. Go watch the movies. <laughs> I did watch Avatar. Let me know in the chat if you guys checked out Avatar. I did see also, um, what was the bank that put an upgrade on CNK today? I need to look it up right quick because there's been so many ratings changes. Sometimes hard to catch them all. I could go to my ratings right here and just look right quick. Uh, CMK upgraded by JP Morgan. And that was all based off of the avatar. Um, and getting a lift today, not a bad looking stock, at least on the day, stair stepping towards the upside. And that was on avatar. Avatar was too long. Yeah, it definitely was long. I'm not going to lie. I had to take a couple of breaks to go walk around, get some blood circulation, but Hey, that's just how it is for a three hour movie. All right, let's keep going. At 9.16, there was 101 counterparties. Um, Pam, I'd have to look a little bit deeper in your comment there. I can't answer it right now, but we'll just keep moving on. Just wanted to at least acknowledge you. All right, I did see some people take some shots. Some people saying the 393s, some saying 395. OP over here, 420. <laughs> Go says we're going down. Bali. All right, we'll have to wait and see if we do end up flat or not. At 145, we will get into in the next interview. Like always, team, smash the like button. Looks like we got over 100 of you guys. Can we get to 75? Let's go. Get it up there, team. All right, let's get back towards the action. I don't want my light to turn towards the red today. Let's see what happens. Will we continue into the green? Looks like we're starting to bounce. We bounce right off the VWAP, 395.81. We'll look to see if we make our way back up there. And we have to also take a look. Was this news related, right? I've been taking a look to see if there's anything that actually brought us down there. Of course, there's a lot of Fed talk out there today. And, and it's not just a little bit. It's a lot, right? If we take a look, Bullard making comments, right? Saying that the most likely scenario, uh, scenario in inflation will be to remain above 2%. So the policy rate will need to be higher for longer. Bullard said that I like front loading on policy. Comments like that are what we got in today. Earlier in the day, we also had Harker saying that the Fed is likely to raise rates a few more times in 2023. We also had Barkin speaking about that despite the recession scares earlier in the year, data on spending, investment, and employment 
have pushed the risk out. This came from Reuters. We'll see what happens if the SPY is able to just hang on here. Really, I think it's a win for the Bulls. Even if you even if you close a red today, I don't think it's going to be a win for the Bears. As you guys are seeing, the Bulls taking it back up, especially for the January effect, getting a nice move. I mean, overall, from the beginning of the year, and maybe from the 6th, because the first week was kind of tough, that Friday we started turning around. It's up about, you know, 4%. Not a bad move there. All right, we'll see what else is going on here. AMD and NVIDIA holding strong. Not bad ones to keep watch on. Let's go towards those. AMD, nice little move back up there today. After a quick takedown to the downside, was able to recover, climb that wall, get back up there. NVIDIA also doing very similar move, right? Takedown and then really quickly recovering that. We'll look to see if NVIDIA can get back through the 170, start pushing back above, of course, the 200-day. If it can hold that, it won't be looking too bad. 165.59. You can see we only spent really two days above that 200-day on the recent move. Let's look to see if we can clear it back and especially start to see maybe even potentially the 200-day and 50-day start moving upward as we start getting that kind of curving action on the moving average. All right, let's go to the airlines. How did those stay on the day? Look at American Airlines. Yesterday, I was like, please come down to me, American. Please. FAA systems down. Can we get back there to 1450? Nah, it didn't even want to give me a chance. Big rip up there in American Airlines, up there to 1680s. Giving out some news today, so definitely let's go towards that. American Airlines expecting to report Q4 adjusted EPS between $1.12 and $1.17 on the high end. The estimate here was $0.60, cents. so definitely kicking it out the water there by more than $0.60, cents, more than 100% there on the expected Q4 adjusted EPS, so keep a watch on that. Also, previous guidance for CASMX to be up 10%. It was up 8 to 10%. Now Q4 revenue growth guidance looking like 11 to 13%. No, we'll push it up to higher, 16 to 17%. American Airlines does not look bad. It's on a takeoff right now. Let's go towards DAL as it reports tomorrow. Doesn't look too bad. Of course, this one can shake up the airlines with that reporting. We'll have to find out what happens there on Delta. Of course, UAL also having a hell of a day pushing up there. And for that being said, the Jets ETF. Look at that. Big move, big breakout. We talked about it. Would this one come back down to 18s? That's where I want to get it. But for right now, it's really strong. And what do you see here? You're starting to see what? The 200-day Starting to want to go upward. It still hasn't made that. It's about 825, 824, 823. Let's look to see if that can start showing an upward trend. Maybe 1830s, 1840s. The 50, you can see it there. 18 to 1804. That's starting to go upward. Let's see if the 200-day can do so also. Of course, the light blue line for me is the 9 moving average exponential We'll see if that can hang on the price action also. Hasn't been a bad move there at all in some of these leisure names. And the airlines overall, 
been thinking about it, and I was talking about it with the pre-market prep team this morning, is that I think overall some of this business travel is going to come back this year. I feel like overall that most gotten over the COVID scare, and it's no longer that we can't have events, big events, right? We just went through the World Cup. We didn't hear too many negative things about COVID then, right? So I think business travel will be coming back. And with that business travel coming back, something to keep watch is these airlines. I think that they can start getting the lift. We'll have to wait and find out. All right, let's get back towards the action. Let's go to to SPY. Let's see what happened right now. See if we're able to bounce right back up towards the upside as we did come back towards the VWAP, found the bounce. Right back up there to 397.22. So it looks like it could have just been maybe a sell order, bigger sell order that went through, bounced right off the VWAP. Maybe they're even buying on the VWAP, 395.81. But right back up there, buy the dip, sell the rip. Seems like it's been like that all day long. All right, Uni, Unibisoft, of course, uh, has been talking about some gaming revenues, and that's starting to not look good. So just be careful out there for stocks like EA and the gaming space. They have been hanging on here and like a take two. But overall, will these start to turn around? It seems like they're putting out some warnings. Of course, Microsoft went big and got the Activision with Blizzard. Sony's purchase of Destiny's developer Bungie. So it looks like there could be probably even some more consolidation in this space, but it, it doesn't look good right now moving forward for gaming. We'll have to wait and find out what happens there in take two. And if ATVI, will it go through? That's one thing to keep in mind, right? Or will they pull the rug out from Microsoft? Hasn't been going anywhere, of course, since that purchase, but we'll find out what happens there in Microsoft and AccuVision Blizzard. All right, getting out of this talk, let's go ahead. Let's get out of ATVI. Let's go towards our interview today. Like always, team, want to keep you guys in the informational edge. Got a new guest for you today. Excited to have Bill Adams, Chief Economist at Comerica Bank. How are we doing, Bill? It's great to have you on today. Thanks for having me. It's great to be on. Definitely excited to talk to you about, of course, the CPI report came in today, shook things up, but we came in expected. Got a lot of price movement as soon as that came in. What did you see in the CPI report? It was pretty much good news all around. We saw that big monthly drop in gasoline prices, which we knew from the daily data, but we also saw a slower increase in food prices, both food at home and food in restaurants. And most of the core components of the CPI, and that's what the Fed looks at to see the trend in underlying inflation, they slowed on the month with drops in used car prices, drops in new car prices, and drops in airfares. So Really, uh, basically everything except for housing, which is measured kind of problematically in the CPI, we did see a big slowdown on the month. And this is one of the preconditions the Fed needs to see before they feel like they're, they're ready to stop rate hikes. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, Mary Daly was the one that commented on the service sector, and it looks like we're still seeing that, right? It just doesn't seem like housing has cracked there in that sense, at least rent 
is starting to go down at least around me, but it just doesn't seem like it's going fast enough. Of course, that lags a little bit. And I think what we need to see is will the Fed be a little bit more closer to pausing the rates when they're seeing inflation reports like this? I think they're going to want to see more reports like this before they're willing to say that they're done. The CPI report's not the only piece of data that showed that the economy was cooler in late 2022. We saw uh, a tick up in continued unemployment insurance claims towards the end of last year, which is a sign the labor market softening. We saw the two main surveys of the business sector, the ISM services and manufacturing PMIs drop below 50, which is a sign that we see a, a bit of a contraction in the private sector late last year. But the Fed wants to see the economy uh, cooler and the Fed wants to see more evidence that the economy has cooled off than what we have so far. So I think it's still a go for another rate hike at the next decision at the beginning of next month. Although I think they're probably going to make a smaller hike of a quarter percentage point rather than another uh, 50 percent, uh, half a percentage point hike. Yeah, that's what I was watching, too. I could see the CME Fed tools showing more towards that 25 basis point. There's still a lot of people in more of that 50 basis point hike, something that we'll have to wait and see. But of course, do you see potentially maybe a path for a soft landing? Maybe. You know, to be honest, I think uh, while the economy looks like the outlook is a little bit better going into the rest of 2023, the data flow from late 2022, as I was mentioning, kind of deteriorated uh, more than expected. With those weak surveys at the end of last year and some softness and retail sales into the holiday season, also looking at some proprietary data on hotel occupancy, which kind of fell off uh, towards the end of last year. As you mentioned, business travel was picking up, but looking at weekend occupancy, it's kind of flat to down in year-over-year -year terms for a lot of hotel categories. Uh, that to me is a sign that the expansion really was fraying at the end of last year. And I think there's a chance that the U.S. economy might actually be in a recession right now. Uh, and, and one way or another, I think we're probably due for a recession sometime in 2023, although more likely than not a mild one. Yeah, and I feel like if you feel that we're in that recession, what's going on with the labor market? And why are we not seeing the spikes that we normally would see? So four and a half million jobs added in 2022 is an amazing number for job growth. But uh, if you look at the composition of job growth over the course of the year, uh, really since March, almost all of the job growth by the household survey was in part-time jobs. We also saw rapid growth of people taking on second jobs, side gigs to supplement incomes because of the cost of, as you mentioned, rent, as well as uh, food and other essentials. And so that has... Um, that kind of flatters the monthly jobs numbers and makes it look like the labor market was growing, I think, faster than the true trend of, uh, of the economy was. Uh, the job market's still tight. There's still a lot of job openings out there, but businesses did uh, start to throttle back on hiring in the tail end of last year, partly because of the slowdown in a couple of sectors like tech uh, and housing, and partly because of more broad-based concerns about a recession and not wanting to be caught off sides if the economy slows further. Now, of course, what will it take for the Fed to finally see a pivot? I think we need a couple more months data showing the same slowdown in inflation, the same slowdown in hiring, and, and uh, generally convincing the Fed that we're not going to see inflation either from durable goods, which 
seems like rest, less of a risk now with inventory levels much higher, businesses starting to discount again, uh, or with wage price spiral effects in the labor market. And that's one that they're still concerned about with the unemployment rate back at a half century low. So uh, if you want to take a really simple view of it, I think the Fed would feel more comfortable if the unemployment rate moved up a, a couple of tenths of a percent. Uh, and if we still saw CPI staying in this cooler new mode uh, over the next two months, that I think would be enough for the Fed to go on pause uh, sometime this spring. And of course, uh, one thing that I've been watching is, will we just shake off all the worry? It seems like right now we're shaking off all the worry to start the year. What's going to bring the worry back into the limelight? Should we be watching for just the Fed conversation or could something else be that that knocks us right back down? I think what uh, is going to probably come next is I think businesses uh, in their outlook for the year ahead uh, are going to talk about how they are um, concerned about revenue growth. They're concerned about margin pressures. Uh, unfortunately, I think we're likely to see more layoff announcements. Uh, the latest jobs numbers showed that uh, large businesses were reducing headcount in December. At the same time, small and medium businesses were hiring enough to compensate from that. Uh, but I think that is probably the change in tone that you would expect, given the, the signal, not just from the stock market, which is really upbeat from not right now. But if you look at uh, the bond market, where uh, the 10-year yield is uh, over a percentage point less than the three-month Treasury yield, you know that's a really uh, striking signal that a, a recession is likely near term. Um but, uh, you know, looking further down the year, um, <clears throat> while our, our uh, investment strategy team anticipates some volatility in stock markets in the first half of the year, we still think that there's room for much better performance over the course of the year uh, than, than we had in 2022, uh, because the Fed's likely to be pivoting and uh, uh, financial markets will anticipate that. And we should see some loosening of overall financial conditions uh, as that comes through. Last question I'll ask you about is sector rotation. What do you expect to see at the top? It seems like right now, uh, energy is just taking control of everything that we're talking about. Will it be maybe potentially technology coming back? Uh, you know, technology stocks. Uh, so, you know, first of all, I'm, I'm not really an a investment strategist, but no my worries. view is that the sell-off in the technology stocks is really about the increase in interest rates and the discount rate. Um, the, and um, profit expectations way off in the future are less valuable with a higher risk-free rate. Uh, to be honest, I think that the 10-year Treasury yield as a proxy for that risk-free rate um, is going to stay high through this year. We'll probably see a bit of a dip in, in the spring and, and maybe uh, towards uh, mid-year uh, with financial markets anticipating that Fed pivot. Uh, but I think in the second half of this year, as the economy returns to a broader-based expansion, we'll see the yield curve uninvert, longer-term yields rising relative to shorter-term yields, and that'll keep long-term interest rates uh, a, um, you know, a pressure on tech stock valuations. Yeah, it seems like bonds will actually be something we can talk about in 23. We'll see what happens there. It? Yeah, who yeah. would have thought that, right? I mean, bonds going to be maybe sexy. <laughs> who who would have thought that one, right? Uh -huh. We'll see what happens, Bill. And I'll definitely bring you back later in the year to talk about what you guys see at Comerica Bank. Appreciate you coming on today. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me. Thank you. All right. There you guys see it. And I, I'm, 
I, I mean, green light team. It just seems like a lot better market than it was, let's say, even a month ago or a week ago, right? And one of the things that I would say is just look at that TLT today, right? Seems like bonds are really starting to show. Could they have bottomed first? I mean, that's what we usually expect, right? We'll see if those yields start coming back. TLT, maybe even in the junk bonds looking interesting, right? I mean, look at JNK up there towards 93. These are areas that I'm going to keep watch. We'll see if we're talking bonds later on, of course, in the first quarter. And I think that if you're looking at equities, of course, there's nothing wrong with looking at equities. But I think that, of course, the bonds will bottom first. So if there's anywhere I'm thinking right now, I might have to start dipping my toes in some of these. We'll have to find out. All right, let's get back to the action. If you guys got a ticker, this is your time for ticker time. We got about seven minutes left. Let's get back there towards SPY. Let's take a look at what's going on in the action right now. Going to go back to it. Look how we pulled back right back up there to the 398.12s. We might break through that 398 this time. We'll see what happens there as we pulled back really quickly to the VWAP and just found the buy the dippers. Seems like that's what's holding on here. Will we go for the break this time? 398.40s. Let's see if we get that breakout through the 398.50s here and get back through the pre-market high of 398.78. Let's see what happens. It has been a good day there and bounces all around, right? It's just bouncing right back up there. Apple came back down right back up. We'll see if it takes out the highs. Of course, Tesla. Will that start pushing? Look at that. That's starting to reverse. It looked short for me, starting to come back strong right now. We'll look to see if it can come back towards the opening price. Open was at 123.21. That's going to definitely be an important level to watch it go through. Of course, 123 has been acting as resistance. I thought you put on the green day every day. Uh, nah, not every day at least. It seems like today is definitely more of that risk off type of day. Can being brought up in the chat, not really something I look at often, but I'll take a look at it. Uh, daily chart has it's just kind of curving right back. Might run into some resistance right around the $3 range. That's where I think that you can get into some prior support that can become resistance. Of course, this is turning around a little bit. Volume had a nice little pop at the bottom, so that's not looking too bad. I don't know if there's any catalyst here that's really driving this one, and that's the only thing I would look into. Is, is this moving just based off of January effect or does it have a catalyst? Why am I not able to buy only sell OTC stocks on Weeble and RH? Uh, I mean, honestly, I, of course, I don't work for those brokers. So I would say one thing that I would say about that is always look for brokerages that support your style of trading. This is very important. If you're a day trader, you're looking for things like direct access, right? Being able to route your order, things like that. If you're a big time day trader, right? If you're a swing trader, maybe you can get around these things and it doesn't matter as much, but always looking for brokers to have tools that support your style of trading. And if they don't, well, there's plenty of other brokers, right? And I think that's another thing to keep in mind. All right, we'll see what else is going on there. Anyone else find trading on longer time frames way easier? 100%. I think that that's definitely where you should be looking at. And that's why I always talk about how I love hourly charts. Hourly charts keep me 
not overreacting, looking for deeper uh, pullbacks and timeframes to be grabbing. Like look at Apple, right? Apple's support right around that 132 comes back right down to it. If you would have been able to risk off of that kind of low, that 131.44 around that 132, you're risking about 60 cents, but you get back up two bucks, right? That's not too bad, right? Two bucks for 60 cent risk. That's one thing that I would definitely look at. Deeper time frames help you get around some of that intraday volatility that just stops out some of the smaller traders, especially when you're getting these quick up and down moves if you go into a shorter time frame. I'll take you, it, it'll take you 10 minutes to get set up. Fidelity, yeah, that's not the worst. Hey, like always, find what works best for you. Sometimes your broker isn't going to be trying to help you. And don't forget, it's conflict of interest for a broker to want you to make money, right? That's not what they're here for. They're here to make money themselves. So like always, keep that in your mind. You're looking for these services to help you and give you the tools that you need. All right, we'll see what else is going on. How to ha handle the anger. The SPY dipped, made me bail out on my SPY 400 calls. Now it's on its way back up. Well, I'll tell you right now, this is something that happens often. One of the things that I would tell you is like always, I can't give you the investment decisions to make, but how I would approach things is trying to stick to process, right? If your process is that I'm trying to get up to a certain reward and it still hasn't given it to me, you see a quick downturn, you need to understand what works best for you. At that point, is it break even on the rest? Is it running towards the profit? Or is it letting the trade even go into the red and holding towards your risk spot? You need to determine what's best for you and your trading. The best thing that I would say there is look at your data because your data can give you some insights on how you execute best. Because what also is going to come into play here is your own emotions. Just like you're probably different than I am, you have to understand your emotions. Am I the type of person that can't handle too much quick action to the upside or downside? If that is true, and that's okay, it happens to me on, let's say, like penny stocks, right? That move significant amount of uh, kind of percentages, but... It's like a short move. It's like a 10 cent move, but it's when you look at it like a penny stock, it's like a 10% move there, right? Well, what do I need to do? I need to understand how I'm going to attack this stock. And if I'm a swing trader, I'm going into it a little bit in a smaller size to try to get around some of that volatility, give myself some real room to let the stock work for me. A lot of times traders, they watch every little tick, even though they're in a deeper time frame right? They traded it on the hour time frame. They're looking at the SPY overall on the hour time frame, And then you catch them watching the one minute chart. This is easily how you can get stopped out of positions. And like always, our emotions aren't probably going to lead us in the best way. And understanding this is a great way to have an advantage in day trading is that emotions sometimes and most of the time lead, lead us the wrong way. But if we can make our trading non-discretionary, not discretionary so much, where this is where I get in, this is where I get out, and this is what I risk, you're going to be able to get around these moments and hopefully start getting to that point where when you get these quick downturns, you say, 
I'm just going to stick to process and go with what my process tells me to go after. All right, we'll see what else is going on hourly. I think the question uh, was more like monthly or weekly. There's nothing wrong, right? I mean, hourly, weekly, daily, as you move back in time, it's going to also make these trades a little bit easier. You'll be able to go ahead and get a couple of days of action, not freak out because you're looking at that weekly or monthly. Just don't get caught in the wrong time frame a lot of times. And if you're trading something on a daily basis, right, should be looking at the one minute basis. That's what some of the things that we need to be looking at in our process. All right. Uh, already made the yearly subscription for Benzinga already. Wally, shout out to you, man. That's how you do it. <laughs> Killing it. That's what I like to hear, man. Already paid it off. Well, now use it to your benefit. Get those profits. Wish you the best. Uh, is unusual whales legit? If so, huge million dollar buys for Apple puts. Well, I don't know about unusual whales. I, I don't run their data, so I'm not going to be able to say if they're legit or not. I do catch their tweets every now and then, but like always, uh, take them, what I would say, with a grain of salt. Just like you take whatever I say here with a grain of salt, right? That's what it's about. Uh, don't trade emotions, trade technicals, trade headlines, anything but your feeling. I agree with that. Feelings, just it just don't help. Real runner today says Mr. Higgles beat uh, BitF. I don't even know that stock, but I'll take a look right now. Oh, BitFarms. Yeah, BitFarms is making a little bit move. Of course, this is kind of more of that uh, kind of minor type of play here. Mara would probably be your play to watch with that, right? Riot be your play. Hut. We'll see what happens with these. They're not looking too bad right now. The crow said, I'm a one minute type of man. Well, like always, like I just said, know what time frame works best for you. And if that works best for you, then hey, power to you. Nail it, nail it, nail it. But always understanding our time frame is going to help us stay within that time frame, not get spooked out if we're in deeper time frames. And of course, know that volatility will play in. Look at things like an indicator, like an ATR, average true range, to help you on understand daily volatility of that stock so you don't get stopped out too much in the volatility and you're looking for that next move up or down, whichever it may be. We'll see what happens. Like always, team, keep battling. I'm going to get you guys over, of course, to the next show that's coming up next. Don't miss it. NFTs in 2022. A look back and what to expect in 23 from, of course, the roadmap team. That's coming up next. Don't go anywhere. Go check out my man, Chris Ketchy. And who knows? He might put you on a new trend in 2023. He's definitely my guy to go to for when I want to catch the next trend. See you guys next time. Like always, guys, hit the like and the subscribe button so you guys can be notified the moment we go live. Did the spy break through there? <laughs> rejection again look at that team well if you want to talk a little bit about this catch me on at the close 3 30 p.m eastern right here on benzinga